I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How you feeling, Lou? Uh, I'm here. You are. Uh, we're back. Uh, for those of you that uh, uh, have been waiting for the show, I apologize. It is all my fault that we have not been around. Um, I know uh, Ryan addressed this in, I think, a a, a solo episode quick shout out um just before the new year uh right after christmas i slipped on some ice and fell on my porch and i hit the corner of a step and i broke my right leg um and and not just like broke leg uh i broke my right femur about two inches above the ball joint uh just below the ball joint sorry uh so uh, I now have a metal. I, I have a rod in my leg, and I've basically had to relearn to walk again. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm still on a cane, uh, but I can do steps. Hence, I can get up and down the stairs from my basement to my office. Um, they think in another week I will be off the cane completely. Okay. Wow, that's good. That's good progress. And then after yeah. the cane, will you have to keep doing like physiotherapy and stuff? Uh, I, uh, I, I have. This week I have physical therapy and they said they're going to have me come next week and evaluate me again then. Uh, but I, they think if I have scheduled, possibly scheduled for four more weeks of physical therapy. Okay. Uh, well, twice good. a week. I hope things continue to go well with your recovery and I'm, I'm glad we're back. Uh, it's a funny, it's funny timing. So as if those if folks who are listening now, forget we've kind of switched to sort of an every other week schedule and essentially if you look at your calendar uh we've got this week we've got next episode in two weeks and then uh ashley's due with our third child uh at the end of march so march is going to be consistent for content and then april we'll we'll have to see how things go and then lou is also uh, yeah, uh, the end of July, my wife uh, Erica is expecting. So we'll see where I'm at there. Uh, I should have checked but, with you. Did we talk about that on the show? I feel like we talked. about Yes, it we the... did. We okay. did. We talked about it literally. I think the episode before I broke my leg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so there you go. It's going to be a busy 2020. It's already off with a bang. I'm so sorry, Lou. Uh, I'm glad you're feeling better, and we've got lots to talk about today. I'm excited to get back into the saddle and not only do we have lots to talk about today i mean speaking of april like third kid aside uh all that fun stuff we've got like resident evil 3 remake that kind of hit I me know. again re- recently that i that's forgot that out. I, I i forgot that that was this soon i was thinking like that was the end of the year and then something hit me the other day and it was like oh no that's like in the next month or two mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy and i i got it on pc this time so i pre-ordered it on pc because i knew if I wanted to try out the multiplayer, we were gonna have. To, I was gonna have to get it on PC so we could. Yeah, play it again. I, I have not pre-ordered it yet, uh, mm-hmm. but that's definitely in my plans. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I think I got it 
I don't normally pre-order unless I can find a deal. So I must have got it like maybe ten or twenty dollars off. I can't remember, but uh, 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 fanatical I think is doing uh, it's like forty bucks or something like that if bad. you pre-order it, or forty-two or something like that. It's some weird percentage. Yeah, it is a full price game at least here in Canada. I think so. Uh, yeah, I, I was able to. Yeah, it's a full price game, but from what I understand, they've added a ton of content to the already existing game, uh, the already existing story, and they've changed a bunch of stuff. And they've also added uh, the multiplayer mode, and the multiplayer mode is supposed to be really, really big. Mm. It was it was the thing that was supposed to be a game of its own, and then they realized that if they did that, it might not sell. So they shoehorned it into this game. I am looking but that's forward not, to it. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think that's the right call for them. Yeah. Oh, I don't think a standalone Resident Evil multiplayer game is going to do gangbusters, right? I mean, they've they've tried their hands at that before. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to play that one. And I just thoroughly enjoyed Resident Evil 2 Remake. And I'm glad to go back to that world and that setup. Um but we'll definitely talk about that. I'm sure next week we'll probably have some news about the game because it's going to be barreling close to release at that point. Uh, but until then, let's jump into the news. We've got four great stories, some of which are hot off the presses today. Um, not so not so fresh, but a great story here. Day of the Dead series ordered at Sci-Fi or Siffy, depending on how you want to pronounce that. Uh, Lou, you're a you're a fan of Day of the Dead, are you not? I am. It is one of my favorite Romero movies. While not a perfect film, um, I've actually been in some of the locations for some of the outdoor shots in person. Uh, it was filmed in a, t- a city my dad lived in briefly, oh. <laughs> so I uh, I didn't know at the time the street I was walking down or the street that he drove down was an actual street where they filmed a portion of the movie. I found out afterwards. I'm like, wait, I think I know that building. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> hmm. So, uh, uh, I, as I've I've always had sort of a soft spot for it. Uh, it I think it's a decent film. Uh, it is not a perfect film. It definitely has flaws. Uh, but I like it better than the original Night of the Living Dead, which some people may say. Ugh. But uh, uh, it and Dawn of the Dead are two of my favorite films. So. My only gripe is they've remade Day of the Dead as a movie twice now. Mm. And both times, the remakes are awful. Like, unwatchable garbage. What was the second remake? The newest remake was the... Yeah, was the uh, was the one that we didn't we haven't watched Outland or it's got the Outlander star Sophie Skelton, if that means anything to anybody. But Day yeah. of the Dead was remade a second time. Am it I was re- it was that... remade it was remade right after the Dawn of the Dead remake. Someone oh, rushed out a yeah. garbage one with and they put Ving Rames in it and Ving Rames was like whatever this zombie stuff may, I'll be in it. And even he afterwards in interviews was like yeah that, they they paid me a lot of money it's the only reason I did it. And John Leguizamo's in it and Dennis No Hopper. no 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 you're thinking of a different film. That is Land of the Dead. <laughs> oh god how many of these are there? Okay. Uh, uh, Day of the Dead. There's. It's. Uh, hold on. You're gonna make me dig out IMDb. Here, no. Yeah, because I actually want to know what the second remake was. Okay. Give me five seconds. Here. I will. I'm kind of trying uh, to look uh, it up too while we talk about it. But Day of the Dead. 
was uh, a movie. So essentially, you've it's, got it is possibly one of the worst. Yeah, two thousand eight, Day of the Dead, starring uh, Mina Serva from uh, uh, I think it I think the American Pie movies, Nick Cannon, <laughs> Bing Rames. Oh dear. That's the and 2008 then, one. And then almost everybody on this list is somebody you'd be like, who? You'll recognize their face and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that was that guy that was standing in the background scene of some movie I saw. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, it is not Day of the Dead at all. They basically made this trashy garbage zombie movie and then, like, shoehorned the title Day of the Dead on it. And it's awful. Well... Yeah, it also tanked at the box office. I thought, oh wow, it made three hundred million. No, it made three hundred and one thousand dollars at the box office. Yes. <sighs> okay. Uh, uh, hey, okay. Uh, you have to remember, IMDb usually scores uh, higher than Metacritic, and I'm not looking at Metacritic right now. And even on IMDb, this has a four point five. And I guarantee, if I look this up on Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes, it's going to be like a two. Yeah, it's not great. It is not great. Uh, it is. It, it 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 tries to be serious at points, and then it tries to be a comedy at some point. Uh at one point, Nick Cannon walks around with like a gun that's like too big for him to carry, and it's like a joke. If I remember right, I haven't seen this thing in years, but it's just bad. Hmm. Well, uh, this this series that is also uh, based on the classic Day of the Dead, 10 episodes, uh, show inspired by George A. Romero's classic zombie film Day of the Dead. Not much else, uh, but the remake will tell the intense story of six strangers trying to survive the first 24 hours in a, of an undead invasion. Is the idea of Day of the Dead was that the zombies have been around long enough and they're starting to sort of evolve? Is that the nope. idea? Nope. What's the uh, one where the, the guy the, puts the, the headphones uh, on? Uh, that is Day of the Dead. Okay. The idea of Day of the Dead is that uh, it's a military base in Florida. They're underground. Um, and the idea is supposed to be that it's been like 90 days without any government. And this military base was ordered to... Uh, research a cure mm. and some of the scientists are dead uh some have not made it and there's one scientist he, and his idea is that we can't find a cure with the outbreak the way it is the best we can do is teach these zombies to do things did they we, have simple, simplified functions did we watch day of the dead for this podcast probably i think we probably. did probably but you got to remember, we've been doing this now for almost 10 years. Maybe we did so, Ryan Goes to the Movies and I watched it. I think you, we, we might have done Ryan Goes to the Movies a while ago. But he wa he wants to teach the zombies to do things. And the guy in charge of the military base finds out he's been feeding the zombie parts as treats to teach him how to do stuff. And he loses his shit and the base... Uh, 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 Basically, he causes something to happen on the base, and the zombies start invading the base, and everything goes to hell in a handbasket. 
And that's pretty much the movie is that we're too we're too stu- stupid and caught up in our own emotions to figure out the answer to the problem. Hmm. That's kind of like the premise. Okay. It does have it, it has a very heavy uh like political twist to it. So do you feel like maybe do you feel this I guess at this point it's just your best guess. Do you think the series is going to just use the name or do you think yep. they'll eventually get around if, to If that if that if that description and it's supposed to take place in the first 24 hours of the outbreak, then this is not going to be Day of the Dead. Okay. Interesting. It's going to be title in name of the de- in Day of the Dead only. Uh which I'm not surprised at all. Uh, nobody seems to want to tackle the original content of the, the original film. I think the original film could definitely have been be remade and be made better, but nobody's willing to do that because studios wouldn't aren't trying to tell a walk a telling tell a enriching story. They're trying to shock and awe you. Hmm. Or. They're trying to build something based on an existing property, like the news we got today. Well, actually, that's exactly what they're doing with Day of the Dead. But another example of that would be the news we got today in that the Last of Us series in the works at HBO from Chernobyl creator Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann, who is the uh, co-creator, or he's, he's the game director uh, for Last of Us Part Two, but was... I think co-directed the first one. There was a yeah. there's a partnership there on the first one, but I think it's like a I think his name's Bruce. He's retired or at least taken a he's left Naughty yeah. Dog. But um we were talking a bit about this pre-show cuz this this was announced today. Just so everyone is aware, when we say Chernobyl creator Craig Mazin, uh that We're talking about the HBO show. Yes, of course, we're talking about the HBO show, but uh, Craig Mazin, also known as the writer of Scary Movie 3 and 4, as well as uh, uh, Hangover Part 2 and 3. Not inspiring choices. Uh, and, and But the thing is, Chernobyl was was great. And Well, you can't... You, you can throw spaghetti at the wall and eventually some of it will stick. Well, maybe this will stick to... Like, I love The Last of Us. I'm a huge fan of The Last of Us. I will state this for people that don't want to go back and listen to our discussion of Last Mm. of Us. I loved Last of Us from beginning to end. But -hmm. when I was done with Last of Us, it went on a shelf and I never touched it again. Oh, yeah. I never want to replay it. I never want to go through all of that again. It was too emotional for me when it was over. Yeah, I think that game just told a that really game, good story. That game tells a really good story. It is a masterpiece, but I don't see how telling that story will work in a TV show. And I don't get I don't know if so here's the thing, if Druckmann wasn't involved, I'd say absolutely they're retelling the game story. And there is some merit to retelling the game story in the sense that there are there are a good chunk of people who love hbo content and television in general that have not played the last of us right so video games is a very small market uh well maybe not very small not anymore not anymore but it's a small market in in comparison to movies and and people who watch tv like i i don't know this for sure but i'm pretty sure like there's at least a different audience there at the very least um but i don't know it's tough to say Personally, as as we talked about 
on uh, the pre-show. My opinion of this is Last of Us is a good story. It's a good premise for a story. But once you've experienced the game from beginning to end, I don't know if the universe is interesting enough for it to be more than a one season kind of show, mm-hmm. if a show at all. And if they're not telling the story from the games, then I don't know how the show is going to be any different than just more Walking Dead with a different title and a different kind of zombie. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, it, it makes sense. I We don't know. Obviously, we don't know... Um... We, we don't know if they are telling the video game story. I feel like because Druckmann's involved, they're going to try to tell. They might try to tell a different story, but then they might they might straight rip the, the video game story and tell something along those lines. I'd be comfortable. I'm comfortable if they want to tell the video game story. Mm-hmm. I'd be OK with that. Uh, I think if they stray and just try to tell another story from the same universe. I'm not really going to be interested. Yeah, it's a tough call. Right? I don't find I don't find that universe that interesting. I liked the characters from the game. If they're not handling those characters, uh, they got to give me something to care about, and otherwise, I don't really care. Yeah, I, I agree. This needs to be for me. This needs to be Joel and Ellie's story because I want to see that done on the big screen. There's a lot of so. Here's the thing. There's a lot they can do in a miniseries. That they're not able to do in a video game. Like, for example, in a video game, you're you're given the option to just kill a bunch of random evil dudes that are evil for evil's sake. You can't do that in a TV show because it doesn't make sense from a story point of view. It's just these evil people. But there can be some really cool, tense moments on the TV show based on the way the combat works in the video game and, and, and the very high sort of focus on stealth you know, you need a great kid actor, and I think we're at an we're at a time where there are great kid actors that can play Ellie, the you know the fourteen year old that that Joel's been hired to sort of smuggle out of this yeah this realm. And I think I think they can do some really fun stuff there. They've got the right people involved. You've got not only Druckmann, but you've got um, Evan Wells, the president of Naughty Dog, is going to executive produce PlayStation pictures television and associate in associated with playstation production so playstation is very involved i think that's a that's a big deal you know um it's a big deal but as as i i will state for those who don't know this uh there has been an uncharted uncharted movie done by the same a game developed by the same team that has been in the works for over a decade now uh as of us recording this episode, it is official that the filming of this movie begins in like six weeks mm-hmm. and it just got its director. Yep. And crazy things years, have happened. 10 years ago, <laughs> the first casting was supposed to be Mark Wahlberg as Nathan Drake. It was like and a then, David O. Russell film or something. Uh, Yes. And it was, it was David O. Russell was supposed to direct it. Danny DeVito was, was in it, I think. <laughs> I'm not imagining that. And, and, and Mark Wahlberg was originally cast as Nathan Drake. And in 10 years, now, uh, uh, 
uh, Spider-Man himself, uh, Tom Holland, Tom Holland is playing Nathan Drake and uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg will be playing Sully, the older counterpart to Nathan Drake. That sounds great. I don't like that sounds great to me. I, no, no, I'm not saying it doesn't sound great, but it's a but long journey. Saying, I get where you're coming it, from. It, it, it took them 10 years to get to that point. So just because HBO is interested in this, I'm not going to believe that this is a real product or a real thing until I see a trailer. <laughs> and and I respect that for sure. I think for me, this feels more real than we're making an Uncharted movie. And like, I think, I think Uncharted always felt weirdly unreal because they kept announcing writers. They kept announcing directors. I think they just had very bad luck with that, but maybe it'll make a better film in the long run. Um, and, and I'm reading a little further into this article. We've got an article here from The Hollywood Reporter. It is a straight-up adaptation of the video game. Um, is it? Yeah, they say that uh, the HBO series will cover the events of the original game, which was written by Druckmann, with the possibility of additional content based on the forthcoming game sequel, Part 2. So I I don't know. Like I think they've been trying to do this for a while. They've announced, they announced a movie a long time ago. Uh this is also one of those original PlayStation movies that they announced. They were going to do Last of Us and Uncharted, and those were going to be the first two tests. Obviously, they took their time to get it right. I mean, no one wants an Assassin's Creed on their hands. I just mentioned it's great that PlayStation's involved, but Ubisoft was heavily involved with the Assassin's Creed film. I didn't see it, but I hear it was really, 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 really bad. Uh, from what I understand, the reason the... Ubisoft Assassin's Creed movie is really, really, really bad is because they had a great script and Ubisoft insisted that they did things because it was in the game. Like the dive into the hay bale and stuff. Like they Ubisoft was heavily involved in the game and kept making changes to the script so that it fit their idea of what would the video game was like. Huh. So that's why that movie is bad because Ubisoft couldn't shut up. Well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, uh, Sony is is a little smart. I think Sony's smarter. Like, so Sony does. Oh, no. I, I Sony makes movies. So oh, in that too, <laughs> duh. Sony makes movies. Yes, that is uh, absolutely correct. Um, and and such a great way to transition to. Uh, this piece of news, um, we just talk, we talk about this often about Plants vs. Zombies and wishing they'd make a Plants vs. Zombies 3 that harkens back to the original Plants vs. Zombies. Um, Lou, how do you feel about Plants vs. Zombies 3, but nothing like what we wanted? I hate it. Okay. Did you read any about this? Cause it's literally another free to play mobile game coming soon. I Everything you're saying to me says I'm never going to touch it. <laughs> So, right. So, Plants vs. Zombies 2, which is now uh, at version 7.9.3 and still is continuously updated to this day. So, it's got that going for it. Uh, is getting a sequel, Plants vs. Zombies 3. And it's... Uh, and and you know what? It's funny. They actually it's going to be a mobile phone game. It's a mobile phone game, yeah. They actually announced it, I guess, in July. I didn't know that. Uh, we briefly talked about it because they announced it, but they didn't say what it was. They just said Plants vs. Zombie 3 is in development. 
That was their announcement in in, in whenever it was they said something about it. Right. We so talked the, about it. Okay. So the idea here is that they've got uh, it's soft launched in the Philippines, which is funny because usually they soft launch in Canada, but they're soft launching in, in the Philippines. So if you want to, because they're the, probably it's probably the only place where anybody's playing Plants vs Zombies too. Um, maybe yeah theoretically could they could look at the numbers and we, we need a test bed and that test bed that's active is the philippines um they've said they're going to continuously update plants vs zombies too who long who knows how long they'll they'll develop them in tandem however uh yeah it's free to play um in-game purchases all that fun stuff microtransactions yeah uh Optional microtransactions that can help you speed up progression. Of course it is. It's EA. Yeah. I I just... here's. I trust EA about as far as I can throw them. You know what would be fine? If this was... Like, if they did a Plants vs. Zombies uh, that was the one we want, like a a $30... I'd even pay $30 for a traditional Plants vs. Zombies game and then have the mobile ones exist. They can exist. I'm sure they they fit a specific group of people. But Plants vs. Zombies 2 was... It, it I bought the original. I bought the original Plants vs Zombies for like twenty bucks, mm-hmm. and then it came along to mobile when I got my first smartphone, and I think I paid like another nine ninety nine for it or something. Right. So right. it's not that I won't pay for it. It's just every time I I don't play free to play games because they all they ever want me to do is spend more money on it, and I'm a cheap ass. And if I'm gonna have to pay for microtransactions i'd rather go to a real arcade and throw money in a machine where i'm gonna play it on a device that i know i don't own you know what i mean like i'll go play a racing game like i don't know about you uh, you guys up in canada but we have a place around the corner well not that far from where i work called round one and it's basically like a dave and busters Uh like an adult arcade and they have a plants versus zombies game there where you you you, you man a turret yourself and shoot at zombies, and it's fun and it's a waste of cash. But I've thrown five bucks in that to play it, you know, because that's different than me just tapping on my phone. It's actually me manning a cannon and shooting at zombies as they march towards me with a pea shooter. It's fun, hmm. but yeah. I'm but. But as for like actually pumping money into something that you know EA is gonna delete the game in six months to a year, uh, I don't care. No, th- this isn't for us. I mean, I'll, I'll here I'll say this: like I, I will often give free to play games a shot, but I never stick with them and I never drop a cent into them as long as I've. Uh, I, the only game I've done that with is Fire Emblem Heroes, and I do a podcast about it, and I really like Fire Emblem, and that's my jam, but I've never liked Plants vs. Zombies that much to, to like, drop money on it. Um, I'll check Plants it out, vers- but, yeah. Plants vs. Zombies 2 left such a bad taste in my mouth. Oh, it wasn't. It was not I, good. But it left such a bad taste in my mouth, I've never even gone back afterwards to play the first game again. That's how bad the taste in my mouth was. That I went, oh, yeah, no, I'm done. Yeah. No, it, it's uh, it's a very, it was very time-based, pay us money to keep going type thing, and the levels felt very, just not, it just wasn't, it had the mobile trappings, which made the classic Plants vs. Zombies combat not fun. And that's, 
it it's just you're setting yourself up to fail with that and obviously they found their market because they're making another one and the new one doesn't look much i think i guess the gameplay is vertical instead of horizontal and that was one of the things that they changed up but besides the point when it when it starts to launch elsewhere which will probably be in the next couple of months um if they've soft launched it in philippines it should be out by the summer if not spring everywhere else so if that's your jam check it out um before we if move it's free if it's free to play i'll probably download it play one level make a decision and then toss it yeah that's probably what i'll do I, and i will probably do the same thing like i'll give it a shot it's free i mean there's it's like literally as no soon as it asks me to spend real money i'm done yeah because i've seen because i've seen too many things in the last few years about how those games just want you to spend money and they're looking for the whales and they the tactics they use to get you to spend real money in that game just make me sick yeah in general on yeah. free-to-play games it's weird i've uh, i've even noticed it i think microtransactions are getting hit a bit or at least the longer and that's the other reason you release a sequel is because the longer a game is in circulation the less people are playing it and the less new players that are coming on i mean if you look at fire emblem heroes i'm even experiencing in the game where i'm getting i'm hitting that fatigue and i'm starting to get into i don't know how, i don't know how you play that man after about three months of that game i got bored i think it's just, it's just the characters i like the characters i like fire emblem i if it were any other game if it were any other game franchise i'd be i'd be out but there's just something about the characters, something about the way they introduce these new characters. I I, I get it. But I, it is getting to the point where it's like, okay, guys, we need to do something different. And offering me different ways to give you money is not the direction I want. Because I was even commenting, like, they've added, you're going to love this, they've added a monthly pass. So you can give them a monthly sum of money for stuff. And then they just, they added another pack, like, oh, like, for 60 orbs um and this free little redemption thing yeah it's like that's gonna cost 50 bucks like i'm not interested in in your 50 dollar items good sir like that's too much to be spending on a single app yep uh that's a that's a full game that's a that's a full game i've read articles that said that nintendo as much as nintendo is happy that that game is making money they're really not happy with the way that mobile developer has kind of handled the franchise well yeah i know nintendo has had some well it's actually developed by intelligent systems it's uh that game specifically is made by the developers of fire emblem so it's made by the same team but they have had issues with their partner dna um and and they have i don't believe they have any they don't have any involvement in this one i i know they were heavily involved with animal crossing and either way off topic uh let's let's go into our last news story here and we can get we can calm down from uh from mobile gaming and then ramp back up because we're going to talk about the walking dead but before we do that let's talk a little bit about world beyond it's gotten some new trailers since we last spoke specifically one that launched last week we were it was confirmed before we start talking lou it's confirmed it's a two season limited series event we're gonna get uh two seasons of this stop it stop Stop the presses, two seasons, confirmed. And and I have a theory on why it's going to be two seasons. Because they need two years to make the Rick movies. <laughs> uh, yes. And they need two seasons to tie the Rick movies into the season, fin- the series finale of regular Walking Dead. 
Yeah. And I think that that is where this is going. I think by the time we get to the end of the season two event, this these kids or whatever are going to be meeting and running into characters in regular Walking Dead. Yeah, I got it. We'll get to that in a bit, but I hope not. Um, but that's where they're going. And I don't know th- what their obsession is with. Like, okay, we'll get let let's let's talk about World Beyond, and we'll get to to the Walking Dead Prime because I've got some thoughts on on those characters, and and I, I've come around. I'm I'm on your side now when it comes to this show, which I thought I would never get there, but it just hit me that we've been watching this show for ten years, and I can't name another show that I've been able to watch for 10 years and it's starting to drag me down. I don't know if it's because I have less time. I, I will or... openly admit I hate watch the show. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Let's, let's talk about world beyond. Cause here's the thing. I'm actually cautiously optimistic about world beyond. I know we've talked about it before. It's going to be, um... I am, I am not optimistic at all. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm not optimistic is I will say state for the record right now. I really like fear the walking dead. Yeah, I we're, don't, we're like, outliers, I, evidently, on that I one. Don't, I don't like where the end of this season went, but uh-huh. I thought this season started strong. It had a great middle, and then when it came time to finaleing it, it did everything I hate from regular Walking Dead in those last, like, four episodes. Cliffhanger, yeah. And, and no word when that's coming back, right? Because it would usually have the April time slot, which, which no, uh, World uh, Beyond the, the is getting. Re- the reason they have not stated its return is because World Beyond has screwed up the schedule. So World Beyond is is that a is it a limited series and then it's ten episodes straight or is it is it similar to Fear the Walking Dead where it's a full order? Uh, I don't know the exact details. I think it's a ten episode season. I thought it was limited. Uh, it's well. lim. What's limited? I, I thought World Walking Dead. I I agree with you. I thought it was a. Uh, uh let's see two yeah two 10 episode seasons yeah is what they're is what they're looking for no word on on when those episodes will air whether they're gonna have a mid-season break the Um, reason i'm not optimistic about world beyond is because it's handling the thing that walking dead does really bad mm -hmm. and that is teenagers um Every time Walking Dead handles a teenage character, they go full stupid with the teenagers in the beginning. They continue with full stupid. And then right around the time the characters start to mature and become like at least reasonably useful characters like Carl does, they kill them off. Uh And if this is going to be a limited two-season event with 10 episodes... We're going to get full stupid teenagers for two seasons. Yeah. Okay. And and I think for me, you're right. The Walking Dead has never done kids right. And I think the strongest kid character they've had from beginning to end has been, has been Lydia, I would say. I think she's, for the most part, been pretty good. Uh, and I think there's a moment where you could say, oh, well, she has the tantrum and runs off. And it's like, no, she tells everybody, fuck you, and leaves. And I totally yeah. respect that. No, no, no. She behaves like a t- real teenager. Yeah. And and uh, and she's she, I, I think she's the strongest, uh, maybe outside of, like, she does have some early on stuff with Henry, I guess. But still, she, 
she handles it fairly well. Like, and I, I and with her what. character, any of the flaws they make with her character can be explained as she's been with the Whisperers. They're weird people. Yeah, she's oh, not sure. used to this. She's not used to this sort of social interaction. But we're not going to need get that with the world beyond because these people have gone to school and they're fleeing a group mm-hmm. and they're going out on their own and making their own weapons. And they the literally in one of the prior trailers, they think the zombies are funny. Yeah, this yeah. is not going to end well for the four children that sneak beyond the gate. I think I'm willing to give it a shot. Even I'm willing we were... to give it a shot. Yeah, I'm just saying. My expectations are real low. I mean, my expectations and, aren't high. I just feel like if if you're, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, maybe to an extent that they don't deserve. Because I'm think I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you know, I like Stranger Things. It's possible to do a show that has horror tones and and you know and gore and violence that involves teenagers. It is, it, it is very capable it is very capable but amc has yet to prove to me that they can do that exactly but then i I also look at like netflix i don't know if you're watching the series sex education uh the premise of the show sounds so vulgar and so uh weird considering they're all high school students but it's a fabulous show it's a fabulous show and it's it's a bunch of kids and, it is, and they, but you're forgetting. You're forgetting. This I know it's not, not AMC. AMC. <laughs> I know that, and I guess I'm just those. And I'm not going to use the you know the the term people would normally use because we just talked about sex education. Uh, but I would say those shows are kind of giving me the impression that anything is possible when it comes to relying on child actors and. I, hope. I my my gripe has never been that the child actors. I think uh, the uh, kid that played Carl was awesome. I think mo- most of the child actors in these shows are great. They're just given garbage script. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and we'll see. April twelfth is is just six weeks away, so not far from now, and we'll certainly talk about it on this show. We're gonna put it on the content calendar, so we'll talk about the uh, season premiere give our thoughts and then similar to what we've been doing with the walking dead we'll take a break and return to the world beyond when uh the first season has wrapped up and personally i'm i'm excited for a larger world of the walking dead because i'm getting kind of tired with the uh the prime world and let's jump right into the fact that we're going to talk about the walking dead mid-season 10 premiere that aired uh, not last week, but the week before. Episode title, Squeeze. And we return to our heroes stuck in a cave as they try to find the horde, uh, the Whisperer's horde. And yeah, what did... They found it. They did. They did find it. Um, And um, it's been so long since the mid-season finale. I didn't refresh my memory on where we were. So we immediately started in a cave full of zombies, and I was like, "Wait, how did we get here?" Oh yeah, that's right. Now I, I I I remember. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like, like that, I've also had a lot of things going on. So thinking about them being stuck in a cave has kind of been like my last my my last priority. And so I was like, "I'll watch this premiere. Let's see where we're at." And I was like, "Oh yeah, cave people." Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're in a cave. They get caught there, and. The, okay, so I'm going to say this episode reminded me that I I don't think I like 
The Walking Dead anymore in the sense that not that the show's bad or poorly written or poorly shot or the effects are bad. It's a good show structurally, but I think I'm just, I'm tired. I'm done. I'm tired. It's been 10 years. I want new characters. I think that's why I like Fear the Walking Dead is that they, they introduced a new host of characters for me to enjoy. And I don't think there are characters left on the main show. I'm still a Daryl fan. I would say Daryl is great. I enjoy uh, him. I, I have not been a Daryl fan. I will say that in this episode, he grew on me a little bit. I, he's dragged I, down I, by other characters around him. He's yeah, being dragged like, down. I, 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 I'm honestly tired of Carol. Yeah. Um, She's been through a lot, but... I, I, just... get that she, I get that she's been through a lot, and I get that she just lost Henry, but... They've stretched this Henry's dead thing for like two seasons now. And if we don't get Alpha dead and her getting revenge by the end of the season, then I really don't give a shit about her. Like, I'm waiting for her to die. Like, I am praying she dies. Because I, I can't take I can't take the whining anymore. I don't think I, I think Carol like, I know she's frustrated, but I thought, personally, I thought we were behind the whole, Carol's frustrated and she's going to take everyone. To, she literally causes a cave-in that traps two people and she's just, and then she throws a fit at the end of it in the sense that she's literally like, Daryl, you have to blame me for this because I did it. I'm a mess, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ask for help. You've been doing this long enough that you can ask for help. You know all these people are your friends. Daryl is right. one of your closest friends. He remembers that you're claustrophobic. Nobody else does. I thought that was a cool callback to like season one. I yeah. didn't know that personally, but I but I read about it, so that was fun. But still, it's like the lone wolf thing doesn't apply anymore. They've been living she's been living in a community for eight years. Yeah. I, I I think that's you can still tell the most same story with a couple most changes. Most of these people, most of these people know her, except for the like the three new people that joined like last season. Most of these people have known her for like a decade now. Yeah, Aaron's you known know. her for a very long time. Like she's not. So my my thing is basically, you could tell the same story. You could have them go to the cave. You could give them the motivation to try to find the whispers uh, horde without cause and and still have the cave in because that cave looked unstable as all get out like there's a lot of options there to keep the same story but without throwing character care carol's character under the bus because i think she's worth preserving as a character but i don't know anymore like i'm kind of i I, I i was starting to get tired of her last season because she kept making mistakes that were getting people killed and she just i just I get that she's angry that her son is dead, but she keeps putting everybody in jeopardy over it. And it's like, I get it. You want revenge, but why don't we talk it about, talk about it, plan this thing out and figure out how you get your revenge. You kind of jump head first into everything and then get depressed about it. And I just, yeah. as a character, I, there's only so much of her being upset about shit that I can even handle anymore. Yeah, I I mean, I thought the like I thought the cave was really well done. It, there no, was, I, but I thought the cave was an interesting idea. Yeah. Um, 
I, I, the when the when they're resting for a minute and then all of a sudden whispers start jumping out of the darkness at them, I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And it was literally like the whispers were a bunch of jokes. It was like literally like dead, 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 dead. I was like, wow, these whispers suck. Well, they're not great. They're, they're <laughs> the whispers are they're a, they they have one trick and it's to blend with the zombies and they've. And they don't like they don't do that anymore because obviously we're able to pick them out. But when they were first unveiled and it was totally something that the characters knew nothing about, it it fit really like it worked. And I'm not necessarily complaining that uh, that that the whispers are are weak one on one. It's it's just that I thought it was funny that they would come in and they they could put them down almost immediately, right? So I I thought it, I also think it's hilarious that when the whispers have encountered our heroes post this cave they show up armed to the teeth with guns but yet all the people they sent into the cave were armed with like little knives well, they had one guy and i was like really that's what you send in here to kill them with you showed up at the gates of alexandria armed to the teeth with guns something tells me maybe your guns don't have bullets yeah and I... that you're all a bark and no bite well, they're definitely they definitely got a lot of bark, and and they usually pack a bite, but they had no they had no zombies with them. I think the cave where they like you know they're they're hopping across the rocks, and uh, they're trying to get across. I thought that was great, very tense. And then there's a moment where they're they're trying to escape the cave, and then Jerry gets stuck. And to me, as a bigger guy, like I was like I felt very claustrophobic in that moment. Like he's literally stuck and there's zombies coming up behind him and they're having to like pull him through. And that to me was like, oh, just like I felt it in my bones. It was so, you know, gut wrenching, like, oh, God, I just feel so gross right now. Um, And he made it out alive, which was nice. It was a close call. And I'm glad he didn't he didn't die because I'm glad he made it out alive. But I saw some red on his shoe. So I was like, maybe he did get bit. It certainly looked like he was. He was he he had he got he got he got handled for sure, um, but I mean they said he was fine. So I mean it's hard to it's hard to understand. I mean uh, you you know at the end of the episode you get the cave in where Connie and Kelly are behind. Uh, they get they get sort of locked in behind a, a cave in. There's no telling whether she's uh, they're alive or not, but we're assuming they're alive. And the episode essentially ends with Daryl being like, "I got I'm gonna go find another entrance because." They made a good point. The whispers got in somehow, um, you know, through another entrance. So there must be another entrance somewhere is their logic. But they sent the rest of them back to uh, uh, to Alexandria to basically let them know where the horde was. So it's uh, all in all, it's like it was an okay episode, but I feel like i need i love the negan storyline yeah okay it was the only it was the only reason i was excited to watch the episode is that negan was just negan whenever he was on camera and then when alpha strips naked for him (laughs) because he and he thinks he's gonna die i was like okay yeah this is weird i don't even when he kind of embraces the weird and it's like whatever cool and i was like i was like yeah that's about it what i expected from him see the thing and is I, like and, I, and for listeners so they just so they know uh i watch this show every week by myself 
okay. and uh, and uh, tonight I was making dinner and needed to watch this before we recorded, so I watched this while making dinner. So my wife had to watch with me. Now she hasn't watched since season two. Right. <laughs> the end of season two was the last time she watched this show, and she forgot that Henry Dean Morgan is in it. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in it as Negan, and she was like, "Oh yeah." He ain't dead yet? I thought he died. And I'm like, no, no, no. She's like, that's how much I pay attention to this crap. And then he starts making his his dialogue things. And she's like, yeah, I'd watch this just for that. And I was like, that's about what anybody watches this show for. Yeah. <laughs> Negan's, Negan's great. And they are really pushing him to be part of these the, the whispers, which I thought for him is... Like, I don't know, do we do we believe that he's doing it because he wants another group or do we believe he's doing it just to be on the other side of the rest of the group? Like, I'm totally expecting him to finally lose his temper, kill Alpha and just show up with with Alpha's head, because I've heard rumors about that happening in the comic book. And I'm pretty sure that that's what's coming. Yeah, it's. It's interesting because in this episode, I, I I get no emphasis that he's serious about really joining them. He's just like whatever. It beats being in a cell. <laughs> I mean, he did get yeah, exactly. He did get caught, and and it's one of those things where in this episode where he he's rewarded essentially with, with what was the line? It was like, well, I've got a crass reward for a crass man, and it's like. He's like, well, it has been a while. I, he was even fine with her keeping the mask on. And, He's uh, like, oh, it's, it's weirdly a turn on. And I was like, that's creepy and funny all at the same time. And it's totally something Negan would say. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it certainly feels that. I, I mean, whatever. Like, I think it I think it brings Negan closer to the whispers. I don't get the sense that, you know, uh, I don't get the sense that Alpha and Negan were that close in the comics. I think that was uh, some of the reaction people were having to the show. I think it makes sense to me, like, you know, being the, the, uh, like, if you think of it as a pack of wolves, like the alpha female, you know, being the one that, you know, yeah. picks their mates, all that, you know, the whole beast sort of um, hierarchy that they seem to follow, like wolf pack style. It, it makes sense in that context. Um, I love Negan's line about, like, uh, you're not we're not gonna do it and you're gonna cut my head off or something and, yeah and, and she like, doesn't respond yeah and i thought and he's like i i i noticed that you're not commenting <laughs> yeah it's uh negan's great negan needs to stick around and the fact that you know i guess jeffrey dean morgan is is affordable in the context of like the other actors they have on this show so i hope that they keep him as long as possible um i would even I, go I, for a Negan spinoff i i, I honestly think they're going to keep him around for a while yeah um they won't kill his character off unless his character makes a 100 percent redeeming arc and he dies to literally like save the group yeah yeah i mean we'll see uh i think i think if you look at the whole thing and you look at this episode it was it was kind it was of a, a, it was an okay episode. Like I didn't hate it from the moment we started it to the moment it ended. I was like, "Oh, there's some interesting stuff going on here." Okay, uh, they're trying to get out of the cave. This is interesting. Oh, Negan's trying to do do this other thing, and they think G Gamma is spying on them for the other group. 
it it all makes sense okay like this is this this is interesting but at no point was i like oh i love this from beginning to end it was just a decent episode i wasn't wowed uh it didn't like I, there was no excitement when they found that dynamite i said this only ends in disaster yeah yeah i was like this thing is going to blow up and somebody's going to get trapped in this cave and lo and behold that's what happened I just think what Carol, everything Carol did as the episode progressed, just felt destruct. Like it felt destructive, both self and the it, group. It just it didn't help it felt, literally it, anyone. It helped. It felt ham fisted because they needed that cave to have a disaster. Who can we have set off the disaster? Let's have Carol go throw a temper tantrum and or behave like an idiot, and then that's what causes the problem. I'm I'm still fine behind. with the cave. I love the cave setting. I just think. You could easily have it just be a, a cave-in. It doesn't necessarily need to be user no, I, as soon as, I saw, as soon as I saw the dynamite, I thought, why can't they just have a zombie trip over the case and someone see it at the last second and be like, oh, no, we got to get out of here. You know, like, it, it didn't need to be caused by Carol's drama. It could yeah. have been caused by a hundred different things. Yeah. Carol's drama just goes to make you like the character less or to add artificial drama that the show doesn't need. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I agree. Um, I just, I think for me, there's just, there weren't enough characters on screen that I actually actively want to watch. Um, I think Daryl's still great. Daryl, for some reason, they're still able to, to make Daryl a compelling person to watch. Erica's other comment was, oh, so if they found showers and I said, what do you mean? She goes, oh, Daryl doesn't look like a sleaze ball anymore. They did find showers. They figured showers out. Shower technology is back in a big way. Uh, not for the whispers, as we saw by how dirty Negan and uh, uh, Alpha are. <laughs> you know, once they strip down, it's like, wow, uh, they ain't clean underneath there either. So that yeah. that's not great. Um, all I could think about when that happened, and I don't want to get vulgar here, but just like, that is some nasty sex. Just like... He landed literally in a pile of shit, not like two scenes ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and they did, so you're and they you're, did, you're and recognizing they did, this as well, right? Like that's they some did dirty not, sex. They did, they did not. They did not imply that he had taken a shower yet. Oh, he did. They don't have showers. The Whisper Camp. Like, no, they're, they they're didn't. Real. They didn't. They didn't even imply that he had like gotten clean at all. And I was like, God, this is gross. Yeah, is really bad. Like he's gonna catch something. She's gonna catch something. In fact, that was actually a comment. My wife made. She said, "Wait, did he just fall in shit like ten minutes ago?" <laughs> <laughs> I just, I get it. Like it, it, again, I'm not poking fun at the show. I'm just, I'm just stating what my mind was thinking at that moment, and it makes sense for the characters and where they are and what they have and and the way the group mentality works. I get it. It's just nasty, you know. And I get it. People still have sex in the apocalypse. You got to do what you got to do. Um, but that's, that's, that's a lot to take in. Um, but yeah, like I said, there are characters, I'm interested in Negan. I, I still like, I like Lydia. I like, I still like Alpha. I like Beta. I like all the Whisper side of things. I'm just not a huge fan of, you know, uh, I even like Connie and Kelly. I guess it's just the characters have been around for so long. They kind of drag everybody down. 
Um, except for Daryl. I think they keep finding interesting ways to have Daryl interact with the new characters. Michonne's the same way. They've, they always seem to find ways for her to interact with the new characters in a meaningful way. But Carol has just never felt like a part of these these new characters they keep introduced like she's the person she's, who just like i don't want to talk to you or something she like that. seems like the person that's just on the show because they don't know how to get rid of her and, yeah. and i think they worry about getting rid of her because she's been with the show so long and they've gotten rid of so many of the original cast that if they get rid of her we're down to daryl i'm fine and with that's that. it this show's been going for ten years. Like it needs to, we gotta like. There's got there's got to be an end game in sight. Here's the thing: they they could easily look at this and the way the comics ended. Not to get all spoiler here, but the way the comics ended, it didn't say like everything was cured. It said they got to the to a point where they're able to, they're able to coexist. They're able to exist in this new world to a certain extent that they're just there. There wasn't as many interesting stories like they could end the walking dead and and sunset the main series without ruining their 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 outside world very much you know i i think they're never going to cure the cure the zombie virus but i like the idea of looking at this crm group i like the idea of um you know looking at different locations because even if even if crm solves the zombie issues in the in north america there's still Europe you can look at. There's still Asia. There's still Australia. You could do some really, you know, South America, Africa. You could do some really interesting things all around the world in the same universe. Because again, like a government organization in North America isn't going to solve things around the world. In You know, it's just, it's, it's not logical, um, at least in terms of wrapping up a series. So I think there's lots of room to expand, but they got to get off the continent. They got to look elsewhere, I think. They're not going to do that. It costs too much money, and AMC is paying too many legal fees right now. Yeah, like how 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 can you make Atlanta, Georgia look uh, like? Uh, or You know, I really, I don't normally watch the credits anymore in the start of the episode, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I kind of tone that out, and I go, oh, okay, they're going to play the credits. All right, I'll look at my phone till these credits are over because I've seen them so many times. It's just a scroll of names, and it, it it just doesn't interest me anymore. And I watched them this time, and then they showed Frank Darabont's name, and I went, "Oh, he, he still got his name in the credits. They got to pay him some more money." <laughs> oh yeah, he's he he created the series. I'm sure he gets he gets some money. Um. Well, you know what? We'll we'll definitely revisit The Walking Dead, and obviously, just so people know, like as Lou and I watch the series, we'll often like trade messages and stuff. Lou pays attention to the news; I pay attention to the news, so we we kind of know what's going on. So if anything crazy happens, we'll likely discuss it on the show. But but for the most part, we've been we're going to talk about we're going to talk about it again when the season is over. Yeah, for sure, and I've I've been really happy with that because it allows us to watch it on our own time and kind of yep. not. Yep, and do and, and I won't I won't lie. Uh, I enjoy watching the show when I can binge watch episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I find when I have to watch it week to week, and every week it ends on a cliffhanger note or a, a, a an obnoxious story beat I'm not happy with, and they're not going to give me a conclusion until next week. Um, I find I get really upset. 
and I, it deters from my enjoyment of the show. So we've decided we're going, to, I think most people know this by now, we're only covering this. We're going to cover premieres, and we're going to cover, cover finales, and that's kind of where we're going to stick stick with. Yeah, exactly. No, I like that. I like that setup. Uh, Lou, I do want to note before we leave, uh, I'm going to pull up the email here. It's an interesting factoid to do with the website, patreon.com. Did you know that we've had patreon.com slash zombies ain't my podcast, a direct way of supporting the show for, uh, shoot, it was supposed to be here. It's, it's our Patreon anniversary on March 6th. So tomorrow, as of this recording, I thought it noted how many years we've been on here. I think it's been, I think it's been six years. And we had been doing the show two or three years prior to that. Now, oh, that's why I thought it was six years, because it's March 6th. So our Patreon anniversary is coming up March 6th. We thank everybody who has certainly supported us over at, at any moment in time uh, through whatever means you can, uh, patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. You can also support us by joining our Discord, supporting us by just chatting with us at bit.ly slash Yeah, because Ryan and I are lonely. We're the only ones that posted it. You know what? And it's got I, and it's gotten to the point where we don't even post it anymore. We just DM each other. We just DM each other. Uh, Bob Bob doesn't talk to us in the Discord. He's he's uh, he's he's too busy, he's busy. to talk about zombies. Uh, he's he does not post in there. Although I was looking back at our uh, spoilers channel, and there is a message in there from 2018, and I realized we were talking about Rick dying in the show because uh, at that point we didn't know. So. <laughs> There's there's some fun stuff uh, in our Discord bit.ly sasdam Discord. If you want to talk to us directly about uh, the show, The Walking Dead, your thoughts on the spinoffs and whatnot, you can do so there. We certainly welcome it. Uh, it's not that we're lonely; it's just that we would love to talk about zombies with you. Uh, I think what Lou's trying to say is he's sick of me being the sounding board. He wants somebody else to yes. bounce some ideas off of. I yes. don't think we're asking and, too much. And, and for those of you that are listeners and are eagerly awaiting our next episode after this we're going to talk about a movie next in two weeks yeah i just don't know which one yet oh it's up to ryan oh well i've already watched Zombieland 2 so i'm ready to go if you want to do that oh one. okay sweet then uh then 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 we'll be then we'll be ready to go all right so Zombieland 2 it is available on uh digital video you can rent it you can buy it it's out there it's available the sequel 10 years in the making is here and we're going to talk about it next week I still can't believe it exists. I never thought it would happen. It's especially wild. After that, especially after that crappy Amazon pilot. Yeah. 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 I think I think that's more Amazon's fault. That was back yeah. when Amazon didn't really know what they were doing. But now I think they've got their shit together when it comes to TV. I still think they don't know what they're doing. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I don't know if I want. Anyways. Anyways, we'll, we'll, we need to wrap up here. But uh, yeah, bit.ly says Zam Discord. Join in. Chat with us. Say hi. Do what you got to do. Um, go to our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can email us, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. You can catch ourselves on Twitter. I'm at Murphy and Lou is at BusyZombieLord. Quick shout I out promise, to I promise. I promise. I am on Twitter. I just don't post. So He's on Twitter. Maybe. You can follow him and you can yes. message him. And you will respond. I yes, think, I will. Yeah, because I think Lonely uh, Lonely Bob on Twitter often will you know tweet us and whatnot. Yes, and I always respond to Lonely Bob. Exactly. There you go. So you can message him. You can give him an old tweet. You'll be fine. Uh, 
And then a uh, quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can check out his stuff at joelduggan.com. Lou, wrap us up. Get us out of here. What are your final words for this episode of Zombies in My Podcast? When will the damn Walking Dead end? <laughs> Soon. TM. God, I hope so. <laughs> Soon, TM. TM.